Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be dope to have your own talk show. Podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, get you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and help support our show. Go Squadron! All in a day's work for the Squadron Supreme, Earth's mightiest heroes. We got a lot from your block to the comic shop. Listen, share, rate, and subscribe to Hip Hop Marvel's podcast available on all podcast platforms and apps and streaming services. Available on Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Google Play, and more. Yo, this is your boy Frank Nick. And there's rules if you want to get in this Marvel Studios. Don't nobody get in this motherfucker. So rule number one, don't pop your ass up. Don't bring no extra niggas. And you better be ready to write, direct, produce some hot shit. Or you will not get in. Marvel Studios, nigga, you know what it is. Frank Nick, let's go. We got a lot from your block to the comic shop. On that wavelength, time to sign in To Floyd and Hip Hop Marvels I'll chime in on topics of comics Brought to expand The Hip Hop Connect with a gauntlet in hand They got it locked in, they floss in the brand The block to the comic shop They cross and examine Representations famine and moved on the shelf And the system is happy with the movement is dealt We don't wait for the sick to improve on the health So we pull a Thanos, fine I'll do it myself And it'll come out extra clean Fresh for the fans like an extended scene scene. the hip-hop and comic dimension They activate you with gems they present in Hand in the gauntlet, yes we gon' flaunt it Hip-hop marvels will bring you the rawness Rawness, rawness it's your boy Dub Floyd and the place to be and in the place to be is Dub Floyd. This is the Hip Hop Marvels Podcast, your neighborhood plug for all things hip hop and Marvel, where we got it locked from the block to the comic shop. And we're here at the Lo-Fi Lounge here at Durham Fruit. Uh, I'd like to make a couple shout outs, you know, big shout out to, uh, you know, Golden Era Catering. Uh, shout out to Felicia, she's over there whipping up them empanadas. Um, you know, the Lo-Fi Lounge is brought to you by 2800 Films, ATC Festivals, and Rasta the Brand. And tonight, we have a slew of producers, uh, you know, killing us sets. Uh, one, which I have right here, uh, from Raleigh, right? From Raleigh. Raleigh, uh, he goes by the name of Yenshin. What's going on, bro? How's it going, man? How's it going? Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming out, too, and supporting all the uh, the local producers and artists out here, man. No doubt. So, um, you know, how'd you get, you know, into, uh, because I noticed on your, your Instagram page, uh, it's like, 
you said dark lo-fi or yeah so um how did you get into uh you know um producing you know dark lo-fi and um what was the inspiration behind it so uh so i originally got into it uh, I actually come from like a hardcore metal background. I've been a vocalist for about like 10 years, uh, playing everything from deathcore to black metal to beat down stuff. And so hip hop's always been like a big part of that. And I grew up in the South in South Florida. So like Raider Clan, 275, that whole clique was a major part of like coming up and getting into what was going on locally and not just internationally or what's popular on the radio kind of stuff. And always being into like punk and hardcore, it kind of just connected. And a lot of the music that I make is very much like Memphis, Houston sounding, but like a little bit modern. Uh, I really just kind of get stoned and listen to records and see what happens for the most part. But it's it's uh, it's, it's a lot of, you know, being a multimedia designer allows me to try a lot of different things. And this is one of the things that, I mean, I remember in middle school making grindcore albums on old school Fruity Loops and stuff, but like I never got into beats and going down a YouTube rabbit hole, I was like, this is tight, I wanna try that for sure. Most definitely, um, and you know, hearing your set, you know, I, I heard a lot of sound bites in there. You have, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if, uh, it, it's very like Godzilla sounding, like, you know, old school, uh, you know, uh, Japanese like anime type yeah so it's um so you say that's a big part um how important is that in your production it's it's the whole thing honestly and I, I know I'll never have like major massive hits that need sample clearing but I also come of the music genre of where you know everyone sampled a movie quote and never thought twice about it because 10 people are going to listen to it on some shitty cassette that you made and passing it out so having both you know the hip-hop world and the metal world to come together and, and, and producing helped me out and i also i love like tokusatsu like common rider weird japanese b movies but i also love you know toho godzilla kaiju stuff and i wanted to bring that into all the music that i make um so and then personal projects too all kind of revolve around like anime and godzilla so allowing those other creative avenues to come in with music is like amazing yeah most definitely and um so i, I see that you're a toy painter yeah. and uh, so it's kind of you know obvious you know the two you're right the two so um so would you say those are the type of toys that you you, you tend to paint um you know uh godzilla like you know anything of uh like nostalgic japanese uh you know uh, shows or um yeah, so uh, I mainly do a lot of painting uh, of like kaiju material, a lot of like vintage Bullmark figures I'll repaint, um, custom designs just from like DIY like sculptors and casters. There's a huge, I wouldn't say huge, but there's a resurgence of soft vinyl or Safibi in the United States with United States makers, which is amazing because we haven't seen that in years. The last time is last time we saw that is when Super 7 blew up kind of thing. So. Having that, and then also I do a lot of toy photography as well, and I did a piece with Zarface for the inside cover of the uh, the Zarmageddon, like the Super 7 figure. So that was kind of one of those like, oh shit moments of like, I can combine toys, hip hop, and photography? Well, yeah, let's go do that shit. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Um, yeah, and, 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 and I definitely see, um, you know, the influence too with you know like you know uh groups like starface and 
And um, uh, would you say, are you into like, because um, uh, this is what your, your, your brand reminds me of, like, uh, like uh, Ill Bill, nonfiction, you know? Yeah. Shout out to DJ Eclipse, too, you know? So, um, yeah. So uh, what's next for you, man? Man, I got ADHD, so I don't know what's next at this point. But, uh, I mean, right now I joined up with a online collective that's a lot of producers and rappers from uh, Memphis, Atlanta. I think someone's in Florida kind of deal. And we've all kind of either been affiliated or worked on various projects with, like, like Doom Shop and records like, you know, collectives like that. And we've kind of come together because we're all, we all kind of fuck with what we're doing. And we're like, all right, cool. Let's go ahead and do it together online. Uh, so really pushing that, really pushing uh, clothing line stuff. Uh, we just dropped a Gundam MF Doom kind of crossover that people really freaked out about. Uh, and yeah, pretty much just making and creating stuff. And But more importantly, definitely doing a lot of stuff locally here. Uh, because I'm kind of, uh, I came up from being a weird internet niche shit poster online kind of thing and didn't really get too much involved with the local community because I've always online. But being in person and seeing these kind of events and even being able to be a part of them is amazing. I know there's a lot of states that don't have anything like this. So really got to make sure everyone comes out, supports, curates it, shares, do whatever just to boost people's shit up because... The more we do that, the more this stuff can happen and the more frequently it can happen. So that's that's it, really. Yeah, man. Um, so, you know, like I was telling you, dope set. Um, where can pe people catch you? Where can, uh, you know, the masses uh, take a look at your work, your toys, uh, you know, all that? Yeah. Um, so you can go to the website at yenshinstudio.com. Uh, truegumpla.com and as an inside running joke use trucknuts with a z.com go there and you'll be able to see artwork shirts uh, toys free art all kinds of crazy stuff in there it's kind of like a one in hub and you'll find links to not only myself but of other community members here in Raleigh and Durham and in North Carolina you heard it here first man the boy Yenshin man dope meeting you man Hey, likewise. Hey, we'll be right back after this. All right, we're back. Hip Hop Marvel's podcast, your neighborhood plug for all things hip hop and Marvel. I'm Doug Floyd. Want to give a big shout out to the Squadron Supreme. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Brother Zero, Double T, Brandis. And uh, we're here at the Lo Fi Lounge here at the Durham Fruit. You know what I'm saying? I'm here with one of the producers. He just got off stage, Carl Marks. Raleigh's, Raleigh's on, all right. Um, so, how'd you, what was your inspiration, you know, getting into to lo fi? Uh, I have to give it up to my OG, Gene Brown. Uh, the record pimp is what they call him. Like, he's the one that really got me doing the stuff I'm doing. Dilla, of course. And, like, there's just a certain sound. Like, I miss, like, the Tronic and, like, early Black Milk and, like, Mad Lib and, like, that sound where you're using records a certain way, like, I don't think people are doing it enough anymore. So I'm trying to keep that alive in my own little way. So that's what I'm going after when I'm doing the stuff I'm doing. That's what's up. And and I heard through the great Brian that, you know, that that's your family. G that's your cousin, Gene Brown. Man, look, what he's done for the culture, you know what I'm saying? What he's done for, for you know, for producers, the whole digging aspect, sampling. That man is a genius. He's a legend. 
I wouldn't know half the records. I wouldn't be making the stuff I'm making if it wasn't for that dude. Like, he used to give me records I wasn't ready for. I couldn't hear. And I would trade them because I couldn't hear it. Now, years later, I hear all of it now. That dude's ear and the way he hears shit is on a whole other level. It's, it's scary. And he produced, so... But people don't know that. And he raps. Like, that's the dude. Like, honestly... That's who I model my sound after, but don't nobody know. Like, everyone thinks it's Dilla because it's a certain swing. It's really him. I carry on his legacy. That's my cousin, so, yeah. Most definitely. Shout out to Big Gene Brown, you know. Um, so, you know, coming up, you uh, you know, off camera, you told me, you know, you grew up in uh, B-more. You grew up in Maryland. B-more? or Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, like, how 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 has that played uh, uh, influence in, in your music? Drum programming, uh, go go music is like a thing for me. Like all the drum programming and stuff I used to do. Um, like drummers were doing all that offbeat kilter and like playing on the back of the beat. Like I heard that in like '93, '94. Like that's what I grew up to. Like rare essence, like back and like that was a sound for me. So like. Listening to that growing up and like reverbs and like live music, like that was a thing. So that's a big influence on what I make now, like how I really program my drums, to be honest. So what's your uh, what's your, uh, your 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 machine of choice, or if if any, or your software of choice? It it could be whatever, bro. It could be Ableton. It could be just give me equipment and I'll figure it out. Like that's me. Like it's really Ableton. And records. No one believes me. Everyone thinks I play all this stuff. Now I have homies that play. Now I like chop up the samples. But it's really just records, bro. It's me and records and my little Ableton. Like it's nothing else. That's what's up. So, what do you have coming out? You know, uh, in the future, like anything you working on? You any collabos? We we got to look forward to. Uh, I got a couple of placements. I got. I have an album that's been sitting in the tuck. I'm like working on it again. Like I keep going back and changing stuff. Uh, and really just, I've been just working on my mix and stuff to be honest. Like all my attention has been going to like dealing with analog gear and like mixing that stuff and learning how to use that equipment to get the sound I want. Um, but like as far as putting out an album, I'm not really, it's whatever. Like, you know, it comes out when I feel like it. Like. I wanted to be the best that I can be. That's the way it was always taught to me. It was always instructed. Um, like you make the best sound that you can make. And like right now I'm perfecting my craft and then I'll figure I'll drop the shit whenever I feel like it. That's what's up. Yeah, you got you gotta perfect it and you know, so it can hit the masses and be, you know, perfect for them to hear. Um so, you know, last but not least, um, where can people find you? You know, find all of your work. You know everything like that. Um, really a hermit. <laughs> like I, all I care about is the music. Like all that other stuff. Like just that's why I haven't gotten as big as I should have. I think because all I care about is music. Like all the ancillary stuff that you have to do in order to like make it. Like I don't want to do none of that. Like to me, my OGs is just about how good you are as a producer, making the best shit. But you know, I'll post on Instagram. Uh, K-A-R-L underscore M-A-R-X as in X-Ray S as in Sam 
that's really it. And that's random when I post. Like, I don't know, man. Like, this social media shit is weird, bro. Like, I don't understand it. I'm old. I'm 30. I mean, I'm not old. I'm 36. So I caught when Instagram and, like, social media were, like, popping. And then now where it is now, it's a whole thing. It's, it's a whole weird thing, bro. And, like, I don't want to understand it. And I'm in tech. <laughs> like, but, no, you can find me there. You know, that's really it. And I'll start posting more. I need to be more active. But, yeah. Man, I appreciate your time, man. It was dope chopping it up with you. You know what I mean? Ladies and gentlemen, Carl Marx. All right, we're back. Hip Hop Marvel's podcast. Your boy, Dub Floyd, live at Lo-Fi Lounge in Durham. The fruit, you know what I'm saying, is going down. I'm here with another producer. Um, he got off the stage, you know what I'm saying, tore it down. I listened to his, his set. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Um, from Atlanta, uh, part of the Controllerized crew, too, as well, right? Okay. All right. Gang, gang. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we're here with Nonsense. What's up, bro? What's, what's going on? Appreciate it. This is, it's been a dope time here. Like, it was able to appreciate, like, a lot of the things happening. I'm all for it. But, uh, yeah, very grateful for everything. So, yeah. Yeah, man. So, um, you know, uh, hearing your style um, of, of production, man, um, what, what are some of your influences? You know what I'm saying? That, uh, that kind of guided your style. You know what I'm saying? What are some, some, uh, Producers you 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 listen to, you inspired by, you know things of that nature. Um, the biggest inspiration that started off was Ninth Wonder for me. So it was glad to be up at NC, at least like in the area in that space, you know. But nah, but um, yeah, Ninth Wonder has always been that biggest one for me that I always gotta mention like off top. Um, after that, probably comes down to Pete Rock, Alchemist, Flying Lotus, Knowledge. You know, I guess. You know, if you're listening, you kind of gravitate to the producer, you know, that are able to, like, you know, have those records where they can stand alone, where they, you know, even, like aside from the collaborative work that they're known for and everything. But, yeah, I guess off top, um, Dilla, of course. You got to throw Dilla in there. Um, I mean, I, I could definitely, I don't want to spend the whole time dropping the influences, but, you know, and also, like, the homies around me, like, it's, like, we, stuff rubs off <laughs> we 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 hear each other we're like wait what how okay and then it just it, it was like, all right let's add on a little then figure out on a little thing to it but yeah like that's yeah that's kind of been the main influences that's what's up um so you know you're you're uh out of atlanta you know what i'm saying uh how has that helped you your your sound um and because you know i, I you mentioned a lot of boom bap producers you know what i'm saying um has that you know ha have you stuck with that or ha have uh, some of the atlanta sound influence your sound you know or do you kind of mesh them together or what uh, i mean of course like you, I, I try my best to mesh you know like and that's one reason why i was so grateful for controller eyes when those teams were kind of coming together because you know like if you were a producer in Atlanta, folks didn't want you unless they heard an 808 on that beat. And it's always, and it's like, you know, we always figure out how to make that room for that, you know, and cause I, I didn't, I mean, I like there's some of this, there's some tracks like that that I would like to play, but you know, doesn't have it. You know, you try to 
you get definitely like for that sense of gives the, the sense of versatility around that boom bap sound and then a bit of like the wavier swingy swing heavy type of joints oh um when you like picking up from everything along the way because you know like backpack like you know like yeah they were because they were still like amongst all of like the like the crunk the regular 808 joints from trickle that trickled down from memphis and miami and everything that came up here it was like all right and once folks got a hold of the internet and heard like and were able to get a track of like the boom bap joints and like the ruckus rock raucous joints from like from you hearing from ninth and then little brother and everything was like oh folks is doing that down here so it was like okay so it's something i could actually go with so it was definitely like it was definitely something i was like okay i mean like to make it like a cool to share and like figure your own way to put that thing into it because it's like okay even if like you still got to figure out how to make that way for the artist down there so i mean i'm been able i'm grateful to invest with like a few folks willing to work and like get those collaborations where like yeah it steps me out of like my normal boom bap lo-fi element whatever you want to call it so uh i mean because you know because it comes down to like yeah i just, just still want to just be you still just want to make that good music at the end of the day that folks could resonate with do their own thing to it so yeah it's um it's definitely like that like putting that together definitely in, like if the end it has ever really also organized noise big crit i'm throwing those in the influences as i go <laughs> oh court <laughs> yeah most definitely organized noise big crit um what's crazy is you know i was telling some of you know your other your other uh partners you know within uh controller rise universe i should say um that you know we we share a lot of of the same mutual you know uh uh homies you know um i don't know if you know but um i used to dj for big Sun. Um, yeah, so, and, you know, I, I did cuts on his first album, MFOG. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, and, and that's how I got the link up with, you know, um, with, with Creative. There we go. Yeah, with Creative. Big, big, yeah, big shout, Creative. Hey, Creative, you know, bro. You know. Big shout to Creative. Yeah, most definitely. So, um, you know, that I think that community is so dope. Um, uh I guess, uh, you know, you could plug the people into, you know, what you got coming up. Uh, any other, any projects you have coming up? Uh, any other collabs? Things of that nature? Uh, I guess, like, one of the one of the major collabs that I've had that's been in rotation is with the um, people I normally DJ, n normally DJ with and go around and do music with the, with the family orchestra. The family orchestra, just one big-ass word. And then I know me DJ for on their latest project. I actually have a rap verse on there on their, off their G4 track. They let me on there. So, yeah, that's something I've gotten into as well, hanging around with too many rappers and <laughs> in that thing. But for the collaborative work, um, my my last drop, uh, it's always <laughs> it's shout out to everybody walking through, everybody be safe, do what they got to do. But, uh, yeah, my last work was Revisions. Um, I, I kind of been promoting on my Bandcamp kind of heavy. That's where, like, most of my stuff is, right, because I'll be sample heavy, and I'll be trying to go through all that extra flagging and do. <laughs> it's like, so if you want to hear me, nonsense.bandcamp.com. My, la my, la my latest project and my last drop that I have on there is called Revisions, uh, like a remix tape with some joints I had. Um, and coming up, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of music coming together that I'm kind of glad because, you know, like, 
getting one of them little creative slumps or whatever, and you, know, you get you find your step back into things. So things will be back in the work. So if you want to follow and kind of keep up with it, uh, it's everything's at nonsense n a h n c e n z, um, Instagram, Twitter, um, YouTube's kind of been going up. One of my one, uh, um, YouTube's going up. Uh, shouts out to homies from YouTube. I've actually had like that's where like the major following is kind of giving me like a little bit. So if y'all see this, love to y'all. Um, and yeah, that's that's kind of it. <laughs> I don't want to run it run it too short, but yeah, we good. But yeah, that's it. Nonsense at vancat.com and everything else. So yeah, that's what's up, man. You heard it here, Hip Hop Marvels podcast. You know what I'm saying? The homie Nonsense, and we're back. It's your boy Dub Floyd, the Hip Hop Marvels podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Boy, Del Floyd, the Hip Hop Marvels podcast, your neighborhood plug for all things hip hop and Marvel, where we got it locked from the block to your comic shop. You know, we're back here, Lo-Fi Lounge. We got another dope producer that just got off the stage. I don't want to butcher your name, no, okay. but okay. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Francois Custodor? Custodor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't expect anyone to get that right. Kiss de Dua is like, even when you look at it, you're like, whoa, what is this? But yeah. I'm pronouncing it the way it's spelled exactly. Right. And what's crazy, I have a French last name. My, my actual last name is Mouzon. Really? M O U Z O N. Yeah. But French is Mouzon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, so, you know what I mean? I just found out they got a river. Yeah, so I told my wife we gotta go there. That's just have to do it. We just got married. We have to we have to visit that the Muzon River. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, make it your mission to visit that place, bro. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So, um, you know, uh, what what got you started into uh, producing? You know, lo-fi specifically. So. Uh, I got into producing lo-fi music when I got into the community Controllerize. My buddy Mike, me and him go way back in the day, and we are cubes, as they would prefer, uh, cubes, black cubes. Um, and we go way back, but when I started hanging out with cubes, as the time went on, the scene was, the beat scene was starting to grow. And in the beginning, I was a shoegaze artist. See, I'm a full band. I play, like, guitar, piano, drums, all the things. I compose my own music. I sing. I do all those things. But, like... When I saw the beat community, I was like, dude, I know I can make this music. And so I was just inspired by everybody in the community and just made, made beats. That's what's up. And, and big shout out to Controllerize, man. Um, that, that's low key, you know, uh, low key. I'm, I'm, it's kind of six degrees separation because I, I, you know, I know a lot of folks that, you know, performed or, you know, behind the scenes or whatever. So, um, yeah, big shout out to that family right there, you know. Um, so um, are there any other, like, outside inspirations? Because, you know, I'm trying to get around to seeing if you, you know, you know a little bit about the Marvel Universe or not. Yes. You do. Uh, I love comic books. Comic books is my, I'm like a real nerd. Like, I play, like, Dungeons and & Dragons and do, like, computing working. I love Marvel Comics, Image Comics, Dark Horse Comics. Yeah, like, Marvel Comics. Like, I love so many comic brands, especially the independent companies out there, especially from the people that go to Dragon Con, MomoCon, all the anime conventions in Atlanta. So, absolutely, love Marvel. Okay, so um, give me your, uh, give me your um, 
your origin story, your your your, your hip hop Marvel's origin story. It's a two part question. Um, first part being the hip hop, you know, what got you into hip hop? Um, you know, kind of inspired you to you know your style in in lo-fi. And the second part is you know what you know story arc character villains uh, anti-hero got you into you know to marvel absolutely um so first what got me into hip-hop was i really uh was my father was a dj growing up as a kid and he still is a dj till today and so like growing up with him he grew up in like the grandmaster flash era and like all this so he's been he would spin vinyl large he would even spin four type four top vinyl you know like sometimes just challenge himself but uh, as that happened, like I just got into hip hop through that means, and but at first I wasn't necessarily into hip hop because I was into so many different genres of music. Uh, following before I got into hip hop, because like I love hip hop off first off rip, but there's so many genres I had to get into. But I lately got into hip hop, you know, maybe like maybe like five, maybe like seven years, maybe like seven to five years ago, as I started getting into my beats. Uh, so that answers the hip hop question. And then the Marvel question, I guess, like my favorite, like character and like marvel uh the universe i am a big fan of the watchers the overall the all-seeing the unparticipating the ones that view everything that happens within the marvel universe all at once and they cannot butt in but they can still control things within their means so like yeah those giant infant baby dudes i love those giant infant baby dudes they're like fucking awesome i mean they're not infants but like they got like huge heads and they like love to you know spectate the world so it's they're like one of my favorites people for sure that's what's up um so that leads you know that kind of segues into my next question um which character you know superhero super villain anti-hero or do do you feel your most your style is most like oh I would have to say my character would be so I know that this is kind of like it is a female character but as far as being close like I would say dinosaur girl like granted I'm more of like a renaissance man kind of a character in my life I mean, I'm sure there's probably many other Marvel characters that reference to that, but, like, she is probably one of the smartest, if not the second smartest character in Marvel, and she contests against Tony Stark being a young age. But for me, I'm like, I relate to this character because not only do I build my own things and know how to do so many other things other than just making music, but, like, I relate to that character because that character can triumph many different aspects of of depth as a character, even being such a small character, young character, it's like beautiful uh, mind of a character. Yeah, that actually that's that's a dope take. That's like one of the first on the show. Um, oh wait, wait, wait. Sorry, it's not dinosaur girl. It's Moon Girl. Dinosaur. It's double dinosaur and Moon Girl. Please, nerds, do not attack me about that. Yes, I am aware of what I read. Yes, Moon Girl is incredible. Yes. That's right. That's right. Moon girl, devil, di- de- devil dinosaur. Right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yes. 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 But um. So you know, uh, what do you got coming up? Uh, anything uh, in the works? Any collabs? You know, in the future? Absolutely. There's plenty in the works. Uh, so my company, uh, Grand Soir LLC, we 
we have a lot of things coming up. We do nowadays. We're getting into visual glitching. Uh, we do. We've done music videos for Rory. We've done promotions for Flying Lotus. We've done work with Tony Casa and various artists that are indie in local areas. And so we have a lot of things coming up as far as like events and editing and video editing and making new things. People with 3D printing objects, all kinds of animation, all kinds of. All kind of neat things. So, yeah, check out Grand Swat LLC. That's pretty much my bread and butter, my baby that I live by. So, like, yeah, check us out. Oh, oh a little subtle flex right there, huh? <laughs> a, little subtle, a little subtle flex. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. a <laughs> little, little subtle flex. Um, so, yeah, man, um, where can everybody catch you? Um, you know, your social media, uh, you know, website. I, you just, you know, plugged your your company, which s sounds dope. I'm definitely going to give them a, give them a look. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. So yeah, where can everybody catch you? You know. Sure. So you can catch me uh, on Instagram. Uh, my name is Francois Kistedois. If you see the flyer, you can spell the name that way. That's my personal. That's usually where I post my album stuff, some of my glitching stuff. And then if you want to check out my company's Instagram page. You can check us out at, at official underscore grand swa. That is official underscore G-R-A-N-D-C-O-I-S, like Francois, but with grand in front of it, because all things grand and swa. So. That's what's up, man. Thank you for rocking with us, man. Your set was dope. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Yeah, your set was dope. Um, hey, everybody, y'all need to check him out. Francois. There it is. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. Hip Hop Marvels Podcast. Lock it in. All right, we're back. Hip Hop Marvels Podcast. Your neighborhood plug for all things hip hop and Marvel. No, you good. <laughs> your neighborhood plug for all things hip hop and Marvel. I'm Dub Floyd. We're back. Lo fi lounge. I'm kicking it with the host for the night, Alicia Marie. What's going on? What's What's good? How you doing? So, um, you know, how'd you get, uh, you know, hooked up with hosting this event? Um, I actually got put on. Um, I'm cool with um, Omar, um, and he actually um, referred me to um, LD when he was looking for a host. Uh, and I did one show, and it was lit, and I loved it, and it went well, and we just kind of took off ever since that's what's up um i've been to one this is my second uh lo-fi lounge and i you hosted the la the last one i've been to um i'm mad i missed the last one i was out in cali but um yeah i i, I followed you from that night um checked out some of your music music is dope I, I know you got a single out right now called boss right yeah so um you know uh, let everybody know how that come about. Like, is that part of a, you know, a project you have out or coming up or what? Um, I kind of had like a bunch of random stuff kind of going on. I dropped my EP, my first EP um, last year in July. Um, and I just wanted to do something different. Um, so I dropped TBGB and then um, really just came up with a crazy concept for the video, dropped that, and then just kind of wanted to keep the momentum going. Um, so I dropped Boss. Um, and I'm actually about to kind of switch things up um 
working on a project right now, kind of more on like a like stoner, vibey, singy, kind of soulful type wave. Um, I'm really excited to, to kind of drop that on everyone. So Boss was kind of my my last in the era of like hard shit, if you will. <laughs> right, right. That's what's up. And it's always nice to switch it up, you know, um, give the fans something new to look forward to. You know, um, what are some of your inspirations, you know, because um, I, I hear, you know, your style is... It's um, it's very like vibrant, even t to your hosting. You know what I'm saying. So like, who are some of your influences in the game? Um, who'd you look up to? You know, things like that. Um, I grew up listening to Erica Badu, Lauren Hill. Um, I really was always a big fan of Lil Wayne. Um, love J Cole. Um, kind of just like a mix of everything. I've always been super like spiritual and tied into that whole spiritual aspect of music, but also yeah, I'm like a good shut talker a little bit, you know, and so I like to incorporate that, um, you know, into my bars and stuff. I always love like Lil Wayne's wordplay, um, love the poetic vibe of like J. Cole and just like how authentic and stuff that he is. Um, so yeah, just kind of like utilizing them as like my inspiration and then just like remaining true to like my story and like what I feel on things, the way my brain works is kind of crazy. So I kind of just let it do its thing, you know? <laughs> right. That's what's up. Um, you know, so like uh, producers, um, I've heard, you know, different tracks. I know you work with, um, you know, numerous producers. Um, is there any any given time where you uh, just hone in on one con a producer to, you know, uh, you know, maybe put out an EP or an album or, you know, is there any like chance of that in the future or, you know, or are you just content with just working with different producers? Um, I've definitely been working with different producers in the past. Um, my last two singles were actually produced by Quentin Rashad, um, and we kind of uh, have developed a really dope sound. Um, I kind of, I call him like the Kanye West of Durham. Um, he's got a real unique kind of um, outlook on music itself. He's very creative, very cool. Um, and so when he sends me stuff, it kind of brings this crazy side out to me. So I think this next project is definitely going to be a full-blown Quentin Rashad, Alicia Marie kind of joint. Um, that's definitely, you, like, we kind of family at this point. Like, <laughs> we're building a little empire. <laughs> that's what's up. Do you, um, so do you have, like, a, a, a date in mind? Or y'all just kind of playing with things? Or, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, we playing a little bit. Um, I have another single that I'm definitely going to uh, focus on um, initially. But, um, yeah, we, we, we're hitting the studio, actually, later on this week. And it's just going to be work, 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 work. Until then, I got a couple ideas with merch and stuff going on. Um, just trying to stay in people's faces and just kind of see, you know, what kind of vibes I can bring and see how it flows. That's what's up. Um, any other uh, collabs coming up? Um, you know, any other, like, new producers you're working with? Um, new artists you're working with coming up uh, for the next project or the next few singles or whatever? Um, I just actually recently had um, a feature with um, Deuce Terrell from Four Phones. He just won a producer of the year, Carolina Music Awards. Um, that song is called Heart Failure. That's super lit. Um, and I did um, some work with a Baltimore rapper um, by the name of Shooter. And um, he's super, super dope. Um, that actually just dropped called um, Let Go. That one's really lit. Um, but as of right now, what I'm working on, I think me and Exhale are going to have something coming up one of these days. Um, but that's kind of the only feature that I got my, my heart set on as of right now. Always open to everything. Um, but that's what I'm working on currently. So, 
That's what's up. And before we get out of here, major congrats, Carolina Music Awards. You know what I'm saying? How does it feel? Like I know, I know what's up from here. Um, you know, I, I seen you know how joyous you were online and everything. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about that. You know, the the feeling. The, you know how how it made you feel, and uh, you know what uh, what that means going forward for you. Yeah, no, that was super crazy. Thank you, thank you so much. Um, I was definitely not expecting that at all. Wasn't expecting a nomination. Definitely wasn't expecting a win. Um, the recognition is just something that's that's beautiful. Um, I, I definitely came from the bottom, bottom out here. Um, worked really hard to get back to a stable place and having that recognition. Um, and, and just having people vibe with stuff that literally comes like straight out of what I actually feel, what I actually think and all of that is just wild. Um, I'm so grateful and I'm just trying to, you know, remain true to my music, true to my art and just keep showing people different sides of me and see how that go. <laughs> That's what's up, ladies and gentlemen. Um, well, before we get out of here, let the masses know where they can find you, you know, uh, you know, plug them into anything you got coming up, social media, you know, stuff like that. Cool. Um, you can definitely follow me on all platforms. I am Marie three E's. My name is Alicia Marie on all streaming platforms. And you can definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel, Alicia Marie, as well. Um, as of right now, I don't have anything super, super giant coming up, but um, definitely peep me because it's on the way. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Alicia Marie. All right, we're back. Hip Hop Marvels podcast. Boy Dove Floyd here at the Lo-Fi Lounge. You know what I'm saying? And we're chilling here with none other, you know what I'm saying, than, than you know, co-creator of, of Controller Rise, um, which I would say this is in, inspired by, definitely. You know, this event we're here uh, at right now is inspired by but uh, we're chilling here with none other than Black Cubes. What's going on, brother? Yo, what's going on, man? You doing all right tonight? Man, definitely. Most definitely, man. I, yo, your set was crazy. I just, you know, got finished, you know, telling you we've been talking a lot off camera. You know what I mean? Um, Like-minded, you know, folk. And, um, man, I, I just really enjoyed your set. Um, I noticed you use a lot of uh, soul samples in your sets. Um, explain to me, like, you know, the inspiration behind that. Like, what, you know... Um, did you grow up listening to a lot of soul, R&B, you know? Um, okay, so a little short, quick like history. Um, I was adopted, right? So like as I grew up, my, my mother, like my adoptive mother, that's my mom. No, no question about it. That's my mom. But like when I would see our family like fully come together, it would be like cookouts and shit. And we were blasting the soul during the fish fry. So like it was the like unification that I remember like back in the ancient parts of my mind like I don't even know if I know it in the forefront of my mind but it's like deep in the mind I feel like very connected to soul music as far as like finding comfort and like building community around that shit yeah most definitely I mean we all you know especially in the black community especially you know uh, uh, people people of, of melanin you know people you know in the black community we all grown up around you know family that you know, whether, like you said, whether it be a fish fry, uh, they're playing cards, you know, one day, you know, that one night, you know what I'm saying? Domino's, spade, spade game going on, you know, um, and, and that was the backdrop. That was the soundtrack, you know what I'm saying? So that's ingrained in a lot of us, you know, coming up, you know, in our youth. Um, um, explain to me um, the, the, the genesis of Controller Rise. 
because um, that's that's a, that's a dope event. Like you know, we talked about off camera. Um, you know, it's it, you know, like I said before, it's kind of six degrees separation. I know a lot of folks that participated, you know, and things like that. So, explain to me how that came about. Okay. So, um, I guess it could be for myself personal because I feel like there are two origin stories for how they converge to create Controllerize. You have drums, and then you have myself. For myself, man, I it's a working man's dream. I had been trying to build community for so long, but it, it, building community was hard because existing in a space, you have to have fucking money, you have to have funds, you have to have like an, the ability to like build a structure that can house people. So I'm working a nine to five, and I'm like, man, I, I'm, I'm keep, I keep having this dream, this same idea of like building this space for producers, because I'm very much so. I was very mu at the time, I was very much so into controllerism which is using uh, MPCs, SP404s, things to like produce your music out of and, and perform. So I'm like, man, I, I've got to find a way to build around this shit. And it's just like racking my brain. So one day I was like, man, I had enough of this. I'm going to book all my homies and I'm going to rent a, a venue space. Hit up somebody. They gave me a venue space for $100. I was like amazed. I booked all the homies, and I put the set together, and I was like, man, this shit is about to be fire. I didn't have a name for it. It wasn't shit. It was just like, I'm booking the homies. And um, I'm scrolling on Facebook one day, man, and I see this guy. He's on live stream, and he's making beats and shit. He's got locks, and he's like, wow. And I'm like, you know, in the back of my mind, I was like, damn, man, I wish we had shit like that in Atlanta. He, obviously, he's in Cali. That's what I'm thinking in my mind. And uh, somebody's like, shout out Atlanta in the comment feed, right? So he responds like, yo, bro, I'm out here in Atlanta, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like instantly like, hell nah. So I'm in his DMs like less than two fucking minutes later. And I'm like, yo, bro, I have this great idea. I'm trying to do this thing. How can we build upon it? Little did I know the genius that this man had already been doing and like the resources and understanding assets that this man had to come, you know, to bring to the table. That was stolen drums, by the way. Yo, he hit me back. It was like, yo, I'm interested. What's up? Let's uh, meet at this. We went to a small Korean tea house. And um, like an hour and 30 minutes, man, we just slapped ideas together and built this, this thing, right? And from that, after throwing the first event, we were like, wow, this needs to be consistent because uh, people enjoyed this. This frees myself and is like, how can we do it? And like everything else is history, like past that point, man. That's what's up, man. That's a hell of a story. Um, and uh, yeah, man. Yeah, shout out. Like I said, shout out to Controllerize, everybody there. You know yourself. Um, so I guess what I want to say, like, what uh, you know, given from because you're from Atlanta, right? Okay. So has your surroundings influenced any of your work? Absolutely. 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 Um, I would say me as a person, like, I was kind of faced with a situation where it's like either you choose, like, joining uh, the, the fucking kicking door boys or you uh, choose artistic, like, outlet. <laughs> and somehow graffiti landed in my lap. And that was kind of like the, the breakout. So I started to learn the culture of Atlanta that wasn't, like, forward-facing. Like, it wasn't the, like, trap music or the most famous artist. But there were so many, like aspects of Atlanta that helped me grow 
from the underground scene, which is why this event is so fire and so important. Because anytime you have a chance to cultivate the underground, there's so many people who don't have access to the $25 event, who don't have access to the like way across town event, but they can pull up on your doorstep and learn. And the underground of Atlanta fucking taught me like, you know, soul music came into that same aspect because there are a lot of things like um, Speakeasy Productions, shout out to them, were, were kind of like a forward place for things like Controllerize for Atlanta. There was an event called Free Acid and it would happen like relatively often, but it was the most left field leaning music you could hear in Atlanta. It was crazy producers, and every so often they would actually give out free acid and shit to the crowd too. So it was a crazy experience, bro. So like it's things like that that, that shaped my understanding of like who I am and connected with Atlanta. And of course, you know, it's still trap. It's still we still bumping nudie and shit, but it's like a well-rounded individual. Right, most definitely. So, with that said, like you know, you know, there's many uh, uh, genres now that when you know in the year 2022, as many genres in hip hop now than it was in the past. Um, how important is lo-fi hip hop to you? Shit, man. Okay, so one, I want to touch on the fact that you said genres in hip hop. I feel like all other sound groups get to fucking have uh, subgenres. Like you got fucking punk rock you got you know hash rock you got like jam bands like hip-hop doesn't get to have that shit we have like experimental hip-hop and hip-hop or true school old school like it's not very defining but the the issue that i have with um using lo-fi as a moniker and this is personal this isn't to the world or anything but i think lo-fi is kind of a gentrified term to describe a sector of hip-hop that's been going on for years. But the problem is, we didn't come up with a name for the shit. So because we didn't come up with a name, lo-fi fucking slid in and just became the thing. So, how I feel about lo-fi hip-hop, man, I'm thankful for instrumental producers. I'm thankful for the fact that instrumental producers get to fucking make music and be known as a as an artist on their own platform as a musical artist. So that shit's fire, um, but uh, lo-fi is an it's an interesting it's an interesting term, you know. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of like you know um, I don't I, I grew to not like the term like neo soul, you know what I'm saying? So no, 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 so it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of the same thing. So you know I, I definitely get where you're coming from with that, um, you know. Also, like no, I agree with you a thousand percent. It's like calling it neo soul is like damn. But the fucking genre itself is crazy. It slaps. Right, most definitely. So, um, you know, we talked about Marvel. You know, you know, uh, off mic and everything. So, um, what character? It could, you know, it could be a superhero, supervillain. Uh, it could be an antihero. Which character do you feel your style is most like? Damn. I wish I had a, a, a more thought out answer, but what I'm gonna give you right now is like the thing that kind of shook my world the most recent, like in the last three years, bro. The Batman that laughs fucked my whole career up. When I read that, I was like, wow, this man is shaking the fucking game up. And I feel like on some subatomic level, I'm not a noise maker, man. I'm usually chill in the fucking back of the crowd, but in my DNA, I'm rowdy, I'm noisy. 
and I seek to break up the norm. So if you haven't read Batman Who Laughs, anybody who's listening to this, go check that shit out. It, you'll be like, what the fuck? That's right. We have a DC plug, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. Um, you know, lastly, it's a question I, I was going to ask you before, right? Okay, so, you know, there's six Infinity Gems in the gauntlet, right? Right, there's six. Right? Right. Well, there's uh, soul, time, space, mind. Um, I'm drawing a blank. I, I know them all, but, but check this out, right? So there's six Infinity Stones in the gauntlet. There's four elements to hip-hop, right? What two more elements would you add to hip-hop and hip-hop's Infinity Gauntlet? got you so i'm gonna try to shorten this long-winded ass answer as much as possible because i came from the era where we didn't have ogs to teach us about hip-hop so i went to the internet i went to the cassette tapes i went to the vhs i went to beat street pause play rewind pause play listen millions of times and what i discovered is that the four elements of hip-hop those just the most famous there's so many pillars that hold those up so for instance we got graffiti right who the fuck do you think designed a flyer for the party is the graffiti artist okay so you got the breakers right but the breakers was also known because they was fucking styling their style of how they dress set the tone for the vibe the elements of hip-hop what would i add i would add soul and mind to the joint because ultimately that's what hip-hop is, is the soul and the mind and where they clash because it's the physical and the spiritual and how they meet on this fucking plane and we flip shit, <laughs> hip-hop. Yo, it's like, easiest example I got for you, the word dope. It fucking destroyed communities. Dope was a drug that was ruining people's lives, yet people decided to take that negative shit and flip it in a way that's like, yo, your style is dope. That's hip-hop. That's the soul and mind, Jim. Soul and mind, Jim. That, there you have it. So, um, you know, where can people find you? Where, where can they get, you know, any of your, uh, your upcoming projects? Or, you know, uh, when's the next controller rise? Like, just let, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, let the, let, the, let the masses know. Yo, okay, so at, at this point, man, um, the next controller rise, we'll keep y'all, you know, just just, just just, stay in the loop, man, because right now we exist in your heart, and that's the most important place to, like, keep this shit alive. Um, we're not dead, for sure. You can find me personally at B-L-K-C-U-B-E-S on Instagram. Um, other than that, man, you, you hit me up, and I'll introduce you to my music. I'm not out here to hustle my music. I'm not out here to hustle my sound. I do enjoy making music, and that's no like slight against people who are hustling because that's necessary. Um, I honestly don't consider myself a musician, man. I consider myself a loop artist, man. I have a bad memory, so I collect my fucking memories in the music that I make, so it's hella personal. But if you want to share some of that shit, hit me up personally. We can contact, you know, build some friendship, and, you know, I'll share with you, man. Thank you for your time. That's what's, that's, that's what's up, man. Um, there you have it, man. You know, Black Cubes, you know, co-founder Controller Rise. He just killed his set. You know what I mean? Just killed the set and, uh, you know, the headliner. And, uh, yeah, man, got to gotta put that out there, man. I appreciate your time, brother. 
dig this and dig it deep.